Well, um, when Pastor first asked me to, to share, immediately rose up in my heart uh, to, to talk on the love of God. And it's something that I've been meditating a lot on. And I think probably the past couple, several times I have got to share, I, it's been on the love of God. So praise God, he's got more. And, it, and uh, as we'll see later, like there's really no end to the love of God. And the minute we think we, we got a good handle on it, um, he's going to reveal to us more. So, uh, so I, I entitled this message the um, spiritual pour over, and we'll talk about why. But I just think it's so funny how when you pray, uh, when you pray and ask God for a spirit of wisdom and revelation, like he he'll give it to you. So the Bible says, uh, when you ask in faith, believe that you receive. So. Um, so you know, I've I've had times where I just ask God for uh, for fresh wisdom and revelation, and I think God has a, a good sense of humor because He always uses things that I enjoy, uh, natural things, and He'll like show me a picture of it, and it just makes sense. It clicks in a totally different new way. Um, so many of you who know me, wow, my voice just cracked know that I kind of have a love slash obsession with coffee and uh, different methods of making coffee. Um, and that's why I entitled this spiritual pour over because we're going to talk about how the, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart or poured over your heart. And, and it's, it's just amazing. God showed me a, a cool picture about it. But... Um, but how, for those of you who've had it, why is why is pour over coffee just so amazing? It's like it's like the best ever. It's there's something about it, the process that just <laughs> you guys are all laughing at me. But 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 it's like it, it's all about the method. So I, I've not only do I like the different methods of making coffee, but I've actually like watched YouTube videos. And yes, I'm I'm one of those nerds that that does that. But I learn like okay, how do how do how do I do this, and why why does it work this way? So let's get real nerdy here. <clears throat> the The process that makes pour over coffee so amazing is actually the big step that a lot of people miss when they're brewing coffee, just like in a normal coffee pot. And it's called the bloom. So when you pour water over those coffee grounds, it's it's a cool thing that happens. But the when you pour over in every every grind, uh, every every ground of coffee comes into contact with that water, or rather, the water comes in contact with the with the grinds of coffee. The CO two that is stored in those coffee beans is actually released. And that water gets infused into, into the coffee grinds. And then the magic happens. You get something totally new, which is an amazing cup of coffee. But that, that, that point where the water is poured into those coffee grinds, there's an interaction that happens where, where you know, the, the junk, the, the gases, the CO2 that's in... Um, in the, the 
coffee is released. And so you actually see those grinds when you're doing it properly. It'll actually start to like bubble up and expand and, and you'll see that whole process happen. Um, so that's the nerdy side. Now let's talk about what, what I've seen and how that relates to, to spiritual things. And I'm, uh, I apologize. I don't know why the mic is clicking, but, um, but I'll try and and work on that because it's probably my breathing. <clears throat> so what happens? The, the Bible says in Romans 5, uh, specifically Romans 5, 5, the love of God is shed abroad in our heart. Or uh, I love the God's word translation. The love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who, he has, given, who has been given to us. So when our lives, just like, just like the song, that I, love, I love the song selection that, that Dave and Pastor picked for, for the service. You know, I, I shared with Pastor a little bit what was on my heart. And so, um, you know, Dave and, and Pastor Tim spent a lot of time, like, just seeking the Lord what songs to sing for a service. And it's like, when you, when you focus on the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, um, Pastor Mark has taught us many times, the blood of Jesus is God's liquid love poured out on our hearts, poured out for us. And the blood of Jesus is what cleanses us and makes us new. So again, Romans 5.5, 5, the, God's love has been poured into our hearts. Um, the Oh, shoot, I forgot to write down what, what translation... But he says the brimming, uh, another translation of that same verse says, the brimming river of God's love has already overflowed into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So he, he pours over us the love that comes directly from God. And initially what happens is it opens us up. So, so just like in that natural, natural uh, process of, of making coffee, that initial pouring over, it opens up our hearts to receive more of God, and an infusion happens. The life of God is actually infused into our hearts. So it's no longer I that live, but it's Christ who lives in me, and the Holy Spirit comes and, and makes his life, his, makes his dwelling in us, right? So, so that process where he pours his life into us, it purges, it cleanses us, it gets all that junk out. It washes us clean by the blood of Jesus. All that junk is totally removed. And, and as I was kind of going back over some of the things that God has placed on my heart, it reminded me of a story that, that Pastor Trina um, shared, shared with a, a group a long time ago. But she grew up in Colorado, right? And so they would go down to the Colorado River all the time. And, and if you know anything about the Colorado River, um, you know, like when that ice melts in the springtime, when the snow melts, that, that river just gets bubbling, overflowing. Or if you live around us, nor northern Virginia, and you've ever been up to Great Falls Park and seen the river in the, in the springtime, it's amazing what, what that river looks like. And there's actually a high water mark. And man, the first time we went there and I saw that high water mark, I was shocked. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like the, the water's been off that high? But we went, I forget how many years ago, we took my mom there. And man, that river, is, and it's the Potomac River just north of, of D.C. It's, it's, it gets so high. And, and when that river is flowing through there, 
you don't see all the rocks, you don't see all the junk, you don't, like all that stuff gets washed downstream, gets cleansed away. But just like when, when we stop meditating on the love of God or we stop focusing on the love of God and that, that kind of like wanes and, and, and you know, withers away, uh, just like the river kind of succeeds this time of year in the, in the middle of summer and everything's dry and hot, you see all that junk start popping up, all that junk that, that, that just gets exposed in there. And, and that's, that's really what happens. Like when we, when we don't make the love of God our, our great focus, our, our aim in life, you know, all that junk starts to show up again, all that junk that's cleansed, cleansed away. Now that has nothing to do with making coffee, but it's good anyways. Right, because because God God pours His love into us, and and just like that that one translation, and I'm, I apologize, I, I forgot to write it down, but the brimming river of God's love has already overflowed into our hearts by the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> so I I made a quick mention of it, but it this this talks about. 2 Corinthians 5.17, and that's kind of been the main text that, that pastor's been uh, using for the, the series that we just, that I guess we're, I don't know if we're near the end of it or not, but it's been so good, but the Shameless Life series, right? 2 Corinthians 5.17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old man is gone, the new has come. So this week we were at a, a special meeting and I get to minister to this guy that that um, you know through through con- conversation with him, I found out he was homeless. He was living in a tent in the woods, and and uh, <clears throat> through a series of events, somebody invited him to this church, and and he just he I, he'd never been to the church before. Um, he he actually asked me, he's like, what religion is this? I said, I said, it's not really a religion. It's just, you know, we're, yes, this is Christianity, but like we're in real relationship with Jesus Christ. So I was talking to him and um, got to minister to him and pray for him. And, and I just felt impressed in my heart. Let's, let's get him a Bible. First of all, we asked, we're like, hey, can you read? Because you just talking to the guy, you you weren't sure, um, but he's like, yeah, I read a little, and so they, um, the church that we we're at, got him a, an NLT Bible, so something that was easy for him to read, and so immediately I opened up to Second Corinthians five seventeen, and this is this is what it read, and again, this is Second Corinthians five seventeen in the NLT. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And as I read that, well, not only I read that to him, but then I said, I said, all right, I want you to read this verse. I want you to see who God says you are. And as he started reading that, his eyes welled up with tears and he just started, he started crying. He's like, you mean that's for real? I said, I said, yeah, and let's take it a step further. His name is Dennis. <clears throat> but I said, let's take it a step further. Let's, let's replace your name in here. So I had him read, read it this way. This means that Dennis belongs to Christ and has become a new person. 
The old Dennis is gone. A new Dennis has begun. And that's the same for you. You know, if, 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 you, if you believe the word of God is true, and if you believe that, that the life that he, he made for you is, is yours, is tangible, and you want a, a new life with him, a relationship with him, do, I challenge you to do that. Write that verse out. Put in your name. So like I have in my notes, I have it here. Your, your life, this means that your name belongs to Christ. So, so write that on a three-by-five card. Confess it. I told him, I said, I said every morning, I dog-eared his, his page of the Bible. I highlighted that verse. He's like, how did, you, how did you know to turn there? I said, brother, this is my life verse because that's what God did for me. But I dog-eared his Bible, and I said, every morning you wake up, and you read this verse, and you put your name in there. And, and he just like, wow. And as I, as I was talking to him, he's like, yeah, but, but all this junk that I've done, what, like, how, how can God love me when I've done all these bad things? And, and he, didn't, he didn't get into, uh, into it, but I could smell the alcohol on his breath. I could... I I could tell he was a, a rough character, and he's like he's like yeah you don't even know the things I've done. I'm like brother, it doesn't matter. And actually, I'm like honestly, what junk? You're a new person. Second Corinthians five seventeen says that old man is gone. You don't have a history. What history? What are you? What junk are you talking about? What history? Because you're you're made brand new. And he's like, what do you what do you mean? I said uh, I said okay, let's go to another one. And I took him to, to Galatians 2.20. Um, and again, I'm going to read this one out of the NLT. But the, Galatians 2.20 says, The old self has been crucified with Christ. And I said, I said you've seen pictures of, of Jesus died on the cross, his arms stretched out. He's, he's crucified on the cross. I've, I'm like, you've seen pictures of that, right? He's like, yeah, I've seen that. I said, According to this, it says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. So your life is up there on the cross with Jesus. He took your life to the cross with him. And then it goes on to say, it's no longer I who live. So again, I made it personal for him. I'm like, it's no longer Dennis who lives, but it's Christ who lives in Dennis. So it's no longer you, your junk, whatever baggage that you think you have to carry through life. That's all gone. It was put on the cross with Jesus. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and he gave himself for me. So I, 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 again, I, I had him read that. I highlighted that. And as he read it, his eyes welled up with tears again. He's like, I, I can't hardly believe this. And it, and so as we talked, he's like, he's like, I've never, I've never experienced love. Like, he's like, I've never had anybody love me before. I said, well, brother, I said, I said, God loved you so much. He brought you to this church to hear about how much he loved you. And, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's you today. We're going to give you opportunity at the end of service to, to receive the love of God that's been poured over into your heart. It's going to open you up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cleanse away all that junk. But man, it was so awesome to be able to minister to, that, to, him, to him with, with the word. 
and just share, like, you know, because it, it was fresh on my heart, obviously, because I'd been studying for, for this week. And, and so I was like, praise God, what an awesome testimony to be able to share as I'm, as I'm teaching, as I'm meditating on the love of God. And then I'm able to share that with, with you. But I want you to know that God loves you so much that he brought you to this broadcast today. He brought you to Anchor Church today to hear about how much God loves you. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty eight through 30, and, and this is going to be the Passion Translation of Pastor Always Jokes. It's my favorite translation, um, and I'm, I actually have it highlighted here in my Bible. So Matthew, and I, I probably said Mark. I meant Matthew. Matthew 12, 12 28. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. Again, this is Jesus talking. Come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. Now, many, many people today have, have the wrong picture of God. They don't think that he's gentle. He don't think, they don't think he's humble. And they for sure don't think that he's easy to please. They think they have to do all these right things to, to get God to love them. There's nothing you can do to get God to love you. He loves you no matter what. Because when you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and that blood of Jesus has cleansed you, he sees you the same way he sees Jesus Christ, his own son. So that's how much he loves you. He sees you through the blood of Jesus. So, you know, as long as you have faith in the blood, that's how easy it is to please him. You will find refreshment and rest in me. Man, how many people need rest today? They're all worked up over, over news, over conspiracies, over whatever else is going on, over fear from, from sickness and disease. But Jesus said, he promised, you'll find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I require of you is to be pleasant, and uh, all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Man, praise God. Everything that he requires will be pleasant and easy to bear and because all he requires is faith in the blood of Jesus all he requires is faith the love of God has been shed abroad into our heart by the Holy Ghost so let's go back to the coffee example why do you guys laugh every time I say it <clears throat> so first of all the love of God is poured into our hearts, right? So we're, we're pouring over that first pour of coffee, uh, of water into that coffee. It, all the junk gets, gets bubbled up out of it. And right at that moment, an infusion happens, right? So, so that, that water gets infused with the grinds of coffee. And just like we read in 2 Corinthians 5.17, a new thing has become. So you get a, a new, fresh cup of coffee. <laughs> Man, I just, I just thought it was so awesome, so powerful. But, but, but when you think about it, it's a great way to, to experience the newness and the freshness of the love of God because it's poured in there 
And then his life is actually infused to the point where uh, you can't separate it. I don't think you could, I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm sure Bill's watching and I'm sure he probably has a, a way to, to chemically separate coffee from the water again. I don't know. I, I Googled, can you filter out um, coffee with a life straw? You know, many of you know what a life straw and in all the experience that I saw, it, you still taste the coffee. You still, all that flavor is still there. So I don't know, Bill, maybe you can share with us later, but, but you're never going to separate that. Once, once that life is infused, you can't separate the love of God from, from what he has poured into your life. Man, so we're open you know, uh, again, going back to that example, you're, you're opened up and you're able to receive more of God. Ephesians 3, uh, many of you know the, the prayer in Ephesians 3. It's a prayer that we pray that says, I, wanna, I want to know more fully the length, the width, the height, the depth of the love of God. When we pray that, man, God will open up our eyes. Again, just like I prayed for God to give me a creative example uh, of you know, something that would, would open up my eyes to see the love of God, he'll do it. He'll show you, and, and he'll open up new ways where you can see the love of God in action. And as I was studying and meditating, God gave me a song. He, he, he rose up this song. It's one that, that I think... I first heard from, from Pastor Tim on a Wednesday night. He would, um, but the song is Think About His Love by Don Moen. And it's, it's a song that just gets you to focus on the love of God, the grace of God. And that's what gets us through any trial in life. It gets us through any, any junk. You know, the love of God will, will wash away, will cleanse us from any junk, any, anything going on. We just focus on his love. So I challenge you, look up that song this week. Uh, Don Moen, Think About His Love. God is love. When we understand love, we understand who God is, his nature, his personality. And the minute we think we got a good hold on what love is, guess what? You, you're probably missing something because there's no end to the love of God. There's no end to, to knowing who God is. So when you think you have a good grasp on the love of God, guess what? He, he's going he's gonna to show you another area, another, another place in his love, in his life, where you can grow and focus. So the love of God is who he is. <clears throat> it's been poured into our hearts. So, so if, if love... Is, is who God is, if love is the nature of God, then we can say that God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So the very life of God, the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. He fills us with himself. That life, the nature comes to live on the inside of us. Praise God. Going back to 2 Corinthians 5.17, we're a new creation in Christ. And John 15, um, yeah, the, and that, as I was meditating on that and thinking about his love and, and the life, 
it, it brought me to John 15, 4 through 5. Um, and I thought this was awesome because, so this is the New Life Bible. I think it's an older translation, but, um, but it was so good. Get your life from me and I will live in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It has to get life from the vine. So we have some fruit trees out front, uh, in, in front of our house. Those fruit trees, if, if a branch cracks or is cut off from the tree, from the vine, right, it stops. Like, that's it. It's done. We have tomatoes, and, and some, some of our tomato plants got damaged with all the heavy rains and, and everything and the winds. Those branches snap, and the tomato, you know, it stops. It stops growing, so we have to pick it and let it ripen, uh, ripen on its own, but, but it's not going to grow anymore. So that fruit, when it's disconnected to the vine... It stops, it, it stops that flow of life into it. So every, every vine produces much fruit. You are able to give fruit only when you have life from God, life from me, the, this, this translation says. You are able to give fruit only when you have life from me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Get your life from me. <clears throat> Jesus, and this, this is another thing that, that it reminded me as, as I was studying this. The Bible says that Jesus only did what he saw the Father do. He only did what he, what, he only said what he heard the Father say. So that's a challenge in life, to only do you know, we're talking about fruit here, right? Fruit that remains. So the, the actions in your life, the, the things that you do, should come from what you see the Father doing. So when, you, when you're praying for somebody, you take them to the Word. Because that's what, that's what Jesus did. He brought them to the Word. He, he, he spent that time with the Father. And, and he, he did what he saw the Father, the Father do. And then he said only what he heard the Father say. Man, God is so good. So today, I challenge you. <clears throat> are you ready for that new life? Are you ready for the, the new experience of, of receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Some of you may, may have never had that before. You've never experienced that new life that comes from, from God pouring his life into you. Or some of you just want to grow deeper, deeper in that relationship, yield more, uh, yield to a greater degree, right? You can do that today. The Bible says that when we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that's what I got to tell and share with Dennis the other, uh, the other night, is all you need to do is believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God. Confess, con confess with your mouth and then believe it, that God raised him. He sent Jesus for him, for those wrong things, that junk that he had done, 
And the Bible says at that point, and I, I forget exactly what, uh, I think it's, it's um, going back to John, it said, it said you'll be grafted into that vine. So maybe, maybe your life got severed from the vine. You know, God can take that, take that severed branch, cut it in such a way by the blood of Jesus and graft that right back in to the, to the life-giving vine. And you can be in vital, life-giving union with him. It's that simple. All you have to do, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you will be saved. So right now, <clears throat> let's, let's take some time. If that's you, and you want to you wanna pray to receive Jesus, you want to make that decision today, let's do it. Ready? Three, two, one. All right, let's pray. Father God, I'm asking you today to come into my heart. I thank you, Father God, that the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all sin, takes away all the junk in my life, makes me brand new. I confess Jesus as my Lord today, as my Savior. I want to live for Him every day. God, thank you that Jesus raised from the dead and my life was raised with Him. In Jesus' name, amen.